Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, welcome back to Ausbiz. <laughs> um, Australia's only markets and business channel, you're watching The Call. We always kick off the afternoon with The Call. Uh, one hour of uh, analysing 10 stocks that you suggest to us, plus a stock of the day. Put them to two experts who are in a fever pitch situation. Yes. Uh, Jumbe Lu from, uh, from Tribeca Capital, Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners. Why are they in all hot and sweaty? Yeah. <laughs> a door just listed. That's right. And then we, that's right. And share price is through the roof. And then we also had the clean space just listed. Share price done very well. So Jumbe's it's a great day. What's clean space do? Clean space, they sell masks, but they, they, right. they're more durable sort of masks. So they sell it to industrial as well as the hospitals. Uh, great penetration and COVID. So li- listed today? Yes, yep. it's up yep. more than 50%. Yep. Up more than 50%? So yes. And you're in that? Uh, yes, yes, right. we're a supporter of that business. Okay. Oh, still in it? Uh, yes. That's right. <laughs> yes, she is. Exactly right. Yes. Uh, Adam? Yeah, I uh, know. Uh, yeah, because you, you listed a door. Didn't well, you, Shore and Partners? We were part of the cornerstone, and yes, we were on the on the ticket, so jointly okay. managed one of the jointly mm. managers for it. Yes. So Adore is the beauty products. Hair care. Hair care. Hair care, yeah. beauty, uh, and... I don't know I was looking, it, I was obviously. looking at you, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hair care, beauty uh, products, so yeah, for, for women, but also for men as well. Right, okay. Yeah, very good business, very defensive business. Okay, so what, what, what would it issue at? Uh, so six seventy five and it listed at seven forty. Currently seven thirty two at the moment. Okay, so a good right. premium. Okay, I'm really happy with yeah, that. it's, so a, it's a, a good business. Big, I think it's a good business. Still yeah. very early stage of its uh, adoption, um, and um, you know they got a huge amount of opportunity going forward. And we all know online brands are very difficult to build. Once you yes. actually have that uh, customer following, once you build oh. a scale. That's it. So People keep coming back. All online, is it? Yep. Online. Hundred yes. percent. All online. Hundred percent online. And as we as we know, uh, shopping <laughs> has changed. Yeah. People via COVID have changed the way that they uh, purchase things, mm. and now uh, online is is certainly the way to go. Wow. All of these deals that we're seeing now mm. are pretty much online businesses rushing to get into the market before Christmas. Okay. So it's just listed. There's probably lots of volume going through. As yeah. Uh, one one. Yep. Million, no, million shares so far. One, yeah, a million, million shares, shares so. in three minutes. Okay, being Correct. traded. Three minutes, yep, million shares okay. already. So, and it's at 7.30? Uh, yes, yep, yep, 7.30. Okay, if you, yep, you two got in a float at uh, the yep. high sixes, is, seven, is 7.30 mm. a good price for still good value I, for I still a, an average investor like us? Absolutely. I think this company will do far better. At the moment, there's a bit of, um, you know, Temple and Webster and everything disappointed for the latest yeah. result. But look, Dynamic is still very, very strong. Temple and Webster still deliver more than 130% growth. Yeah, so yeah. don't forget those big numbers. Yeah. And Christmas is going to be enormous for those guys. So yeah. Rem- okay. just hold, yeah, even today is a great... So enterprise. the thing with Adore is, is that they've got a couple of things that are, are working in their favour. Um, one, they
they are talking about um, uh, no-name brands yeah. that they will be putting their own labels on. So that's a massive mm. market uh, for those yeah. guys as well. And good margin. And very, very good margin. Uh, and, and also just, it's, a, it's an Australian success story. She's done right. a fantastic job bringing this business. Um, she started up when dial-up internet was, was running. She started in a garage mm. and it's been going for so long. It's, it's been going for a long time. So it's a, it's a very, very sticky, good quality business and they know exactly what's going on in mm. their business on every day. Okay. Potentially we might see some upgrades in All right. the next coming couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. all right. Four minutes into its listing, uh, going all right, maybe start looking um, yeah. at a door. All right, uh, before we get into your 10 stocks, we've covered off a couple already, haven't we? But uh, we always do a stock of the day. Um, I thought we'd uh, have a look at Blue Scope Steel share price on a tear today uh, as it's come out with an earnings update, expecting its underlying earnings before interest EBITDA to be approximately $340 million in the first half, 30% increase on the second half of the last financial year, 12.5% lift, uh, lift on the same period last year. Management says its major investment project at North Star is on track. Group cash flow remains robust, balance sheet in really good condition. So we've gone from one extreme to the other, from beauty products to uh, uh, to this, uh, what do you reckon of Blue Scope Steel? They do one, as you may, everyone would know they're from Colourbond, don't That's they, right, the Colourbond yeah. roof? That That's right, uh, absolutely. Look, you know, with our managers, we're versatile. We invest across every yeah. company. <laughs> bit of a no, bit of everything of every company. I think Blue Scope is the, in the sweet spot at the moment. So right. things have turned around for them very quickly. Uh, moving just from six months ago, the steel spread is what drives their earnings. Um, so the, they were facing significant earnings downgrade six months ago to now the steel bread spread mm. has been improving significantly and now earnings upgrade. So today's result, they achieved 70% of the full year consensus expectations in six months so um, wow. you're looking at double digit earnings upgrade and that's not it's not expensive company nor should it be very expensive but with the earnings upgrade um, and uh, clearly the um, the tailwind is behind the uh, well is, is now with them mm -hmm. uh, over the next 12 months with the US stimulus coming through um, you know if it's a blue wave then we potentially have more stimulus but regardless uh, there's a lot more stimulus coming through both domestically US um, things are going pretty well for them so it looks cheap and you should be buying this stock. Okay, all right, Adam. Mm -hmm. So is it a buy? It's a buy. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon this stock, a blue scope, you always buy with the earnings momentum. When it's in Correct. the upgrade cycle, it's almost, um, don't look at its multiple because that consensus will keep upgrading its earnings. This right. one you buy them. Just a little bit concerned at a chart of that sort of $16 market sort of mm. got up to there. 16.48 was the high today and uh, that's an all time yearly high. So. It's definitely punching up there, but I think it's a buy as well. I, I agree with Jumbei. Um, it, it's got definitely strong demand. They also said that the demand for detached housing has been really quite large in the US and a rapid growth in e-commerce and logistics area, mm. plus also the recovery in the US automotive industry. So there's some... I, I, How does that play I, into Blue Scope? I, that's what they said. I'm, right. I'm not... Uh, I'm not an so expert. It's more than the colour bond roof, but yes. detached houses that would be the colour bond roof. Kinds of yeah. So there is yeah. certainly some growth, and obviously they're looking to the US yes. to really sort of see that engine starting to move forward as mm. well. So, because um, James Hardy is saying similar things about its US correct. operation, Housing, that's correct, right. correct, and even Brickworks with its yeah, yeah, also as well. So um, yeah, no, I, I'm really comfortable with the story. As I said, I'm a little bit cautious up here at that sort of sixteen dollar right. mark. It's probably probably has some work to do, but I think if we put it into the, the portfolio, we've got some time mm. to let that yeah, move through, through and That's then right. uh, going from there. So okay. yeah, currently $16 even. Um, 
Just a question, how much is the US election playing on your decision make at the moment with particular stocks, anything? Or really do you good care? question. I've got an article coming out on Monday. Oh, um, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Look, my view is, <laughs> that's right. So, uh, you know, my... Well, on, um, in the AFR, yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. right. So look, yeah. but um, my, my general view is that they're both sides. You look at the politics. It's not about which, um, you know, it, it's actually not about which party wins. It's about the politics. And, you know, you, if you look at the policy of what they're going to do, both sides are going to have stimulus. So, yeah. you know, tick, that fiscal stimulus, great for markets. Now, of course, if we have a blue wave, so uh, if Biden wins everything, then clearly there will be much bigger fiscal stimulus. Correct. But the risk here is that he will put up ta corporate tax rates. Yeah. Um, that, mm -hmm. that will be a headwind and also the stimulus will be much more targeted to, to different sectors it will be green sector it will be auto a couple of other space so it will be very selective so right. uh, in that sort of scenario you're probably looking at much better um, you know value when people talk about you know value rotation the value cheaper value stock might have a bit of boost and then the tape might get sold off a little bit uh, whereas if it's um, you know somewhere in between or if it's Trump win or somewhere in between it's um, business no as usual. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. for the markets and, and my sanity, Trump would be a better a win for us due to mm. the fact that there's no disruptions to the markets right. and things will just sort of move on for the next four years. Did you say Trump and sanity in the same I did. Well. I did. Go, go figure, <laughs> eh? Don't often hear that, do you? <laughs> my sanity. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I think, I think that will be sort of steady as she goes. Um, you know, Trump will be very much for about defence spending. Uh, he yeah. will he'll be very much uh, about... Um, keeping that tax rate lower, which is Biden on the other side will raise mm. taxes and those kinds of things. So there'll be some disruption uh, to the market. Um, November, uh, right now, I think we've got the presidential uh, yeah, debate, debate happening yep. right now, and that's going to go for the next hour or so. That's, so that's a comedy of errors that are going to continue. But then also, um, I think Biden will, will be very good um, to the, oh, sorry, not so good to the banks because he will put a lot of regulation across the mm. banking sector as well. Right. So that might be a bit of a stifle mm. for, for okay. the US market. But overall, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. So, so there's, there's got to be winners and losers. The that, whole, yeah. You've just got to pick your winners and losers. But for market overall, yeah, it, steady as she goes. As steady yeah. as she goes. If there isn't any volatility, just given you know the policies and all mm. of that, uh, investors should use as buying opportunity because okay. after that we have clear runway. Well, of twelve days growth. away. We're twelve yeah. days away. Exactly. So we're, we're not you know, far. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's going it, The volatility, I think, is going to increase. Mm. going into that November right. the 3rd and then we'll see how it That's goes. That's right, and we've got Melbourne Cup Day the day before. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> just to keep everything in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. The leader of the free world and Melbourne Cup at the same way. That's right. And Reserve Bank board meeting. Yeah. All right, let's get into uh, the first of uh, the stocks you've suggested. We're going to kick off with an ETF and uh, this one is the BetaShares Global Secure uh, Cyber Security ETF. Um, as the name implies, it uh, invests in a whole range of the leading companies in that cybersecurity space. Jumbay, what do you think of this as an ETF? Um, I, I think it sounds like a great idea and for retail investors to gain exposure to that space is difficult because you have to reach research yeah. individual stocks and the like and this one gives a good exposure to that very hot space yeah. <laughs> because data is everything and we can't mm. envisage a day without data from here on and it's only going to grow and cybersecurity is that probably the um, you know the trend mega trend over yeah. the next few decades so Absolutely. I yeah. think it should do very well and for retail investors an easy way to gain yep. exposure. Adam? Yeah so um, uh, 
it's, it's a good idea. Um, uh, you look at some of the underlying stocks and I don't know a lot of them, so I sort of get a little bit sort of cautious. I mean, Cisco is probably one of their biggest holdings, around 6% of the portfolio. So yeah, really, there's a big tick there, but there's a lot of these other ones that I'm sort of not uh, too across. So I'd have to do some more homework on it, but it is providing uh, transparency and a diversification that a client can get via an ETF. Price action hasn't been it's been okay, but it hasn't been fantastic. Mm. And I, I think that's inherent sometimes of an ETF that um, because it has got such a large basket of stocks, there's a yeah. lot of moving components in there as well. Right. Um, I, I like the trend and I think it is going to be a mega trend. But if it's something that I, I, I potentially wouldn't invest in that, um, and don't ask me what else I would invest in. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I don't think this is something that the portfolio would, would, would okay. benefit from. All right. Okay. Well, portfolio has been benefiting from it up till now. Now it's out. Thanks yep. to, thanks to you, you Dawsey. <laughs> All, right. All right. No pressure. He's, he's a harsh man, isn't he? All right. Um, our next stock, uh, Adam um, Nat wants a view on CSL, one of our great biotech companies, probably the leader, uh, global stage. It's in plasma products, but a whole range of others. UBS have just done an upgrade in the yep. in the recent couple of weeks because of the flu season in the Northern Hemisphere. Now, because yeah. it, it makes flu vaccine and will be the manufacturer of any COVID vaccine, vaccine that comes into Australia as well, the old Commonwealth Serum Laboratory. Good memory, mm. good memory. Yeah, that's how old I am. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I actually don't know that name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've also seen Goldman Sachs and Credit Suisse also upgrade in the last right. week or okay. so as well. But based, uh, I couldn't figure out based on the Northern Hemisphere flu season because we've had no flu season yeah. <laughs> here because everyone's been so hygienic. Well, or it's now called COVID. Oh yeah. So I, yeah. I think it's partly because the people are becoming cautious. So uh, there's a lot of pull forward in demand. So ah, people right. buy in advance ahead of the flu season. So whether mm. you use them or not, it depends. Right. But because mm. of the COVID, everyone's ordering massive amount. So every country is ah, ordering a lot. Okay. All right. Mm. That explains. So I don't know if it's in the portfolio. Is it in the portfolio? Uh, no, it's not. Well, it's a yes from me under three hundred dollars. I'm happy. Right. Uh, I, I like it at two eighty five. It's currently two ninety three. But yeah. I've been picking it up at 285 every time it sort of dips down there. I think it's a it's a fantastic buy. It has been moving sideways, as you can see there, for for a couple of months there, yeah. um, and it did really really well through that sort of March 23 low, and then rallied back pretty quickly. But look, this is one of a this is a fantastic business, an Australian success story. Uh, the moat, if we talk about moats, this has one of the largest moats that you'll ever see on a business, and can never really be replicated. So anybody that would try to do this would be 10 to 20 years behind yeah. uh, CSL. So yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic business, and and there's a lot of add-ons like COVID and all those kinds of things that they can sort of push through. So it's a yes from me. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, okay, I'll put uh, CSL probably in the hold. We're allowed uh, to disagree. Because I was just saying, okay, it, it is a quality company and yep. we, we have overweight for a long time. But look, it is the largest stock in the ASX and just yep. simply means, um, you know, it's difficult, harder for it to outperform other stocks because as a fund managers, I kind of think, you know, what's going ah. to drive my investment thesis not in absolute terms. So, you know, what's going to do better than the market? And, and I think, you know, in that space, if I'm going to take a very long term view, I think, I, you know what, um, Cochlear on a 10 year view is going to do better than this right. business. Um, but right now it's underperforming. So you're saying it's too big to outperform the market? The market, it is the market. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. um, so for me to outperform, you know, right now, I can be a little bit more tactical. So ResMed, you know, it's got a um, update coming. Uh, yeah. 
And with the share price where it is, we think this update would drive Absolutely. quite a big share price yep. jump. I'll be doing any day funding it out of CSL to buy ResMeds over the next ah. couple of weeks. You've got to be right. a bit more tactical. But look, CSL looks okay. It's a hold for me. Yeah. Um, it's just relatively, I think there's a lot more other healthcare you can make. So you're saying Cochlear and ResMed are a better I can get a lot more. Uh, that's right. So Cochlear, which you can do the reopening theme, it's expensive, but it's yeah, a reopening yeah. theme. And ADC company has a structural growth looking ahead to ten year, next ten years. It's there. Right. Um, you know, the, also you have a resume potentially tactically can buy into it. Uh, Sonic is going to have an yeah. amazing update. We crazy. just heard from uh, Helios. It was up ten percent yesterday. Yeah. How how strong the testing is and imaging improving. Yeah. And Sonic. Yeah, I think mm. 12th of November is going to have a great update. Yeah, that will do very well. Um, again, another, okay. you know, Rams that's also run pretty hard though, Sonic as well. Yeah, it's it's it's. You know, it's going to be up something like you know 70 percent. The quarterly wow. number. It's going On to their be. Numbers. But of course, yes. Uh, yeah. But the, of course, the COVID testing. You know, that's probably mm, not yeah. sustainable. Uh, but it is sustaining for the time being. Looking at the se second wave in Germany and the US, yeah. they all yeah. leverage to that space. So, um, you know, just tactically, I think you mm. can combine the portfolio with a few other healthcare stock to reconstruct CSL. But look, you know, bottom drawer, absolute. It's a portfolio term. stable yeah. CSL for that's, us. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's one that the healthcare you go for the biggest. Yeah, potentially it might not outperform the market, but it provides that security in that mm. space. ResMed is my top pick in that sector. So yeah, I, I think ResMed, tactically, you will want to be at 100%. Now. Right. Okay. Yeah. So almost, you're saying, whereas 10, 15 years ago, everyone have a big four bank, Yes. Today yes. it is having a resume cochlear and CSL as your foundation. Is it instead of the big four? <laughs> well, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. That's in a different league. Yeah, that's right. Thirty-three billion dollars. But yeah, yeah. But is not a foundation. Of course, stock, no, no, it's not. So no. Yeah, absolutely. I think healthcare-wise, you have to have those because they yeah. offer structural growth drivers and they quality, delivering good cash flow and yep. the earnings not linked to the yeah. you know global okay. economic cycle. Well, then you bring an after pay uh, saying <laughs> UBS still yeah. has a price target of $28 on it. Can we Don't talk they? to the uh, investors uh, behavioral bias? Um, one thing about when you have a sell on Let's a stock with sixteen dollars, it's very yeah. difficult to change your well, change is. your view Absolutely. because just you know what forms a basis for you to change your view. So yeah. you know a lot of time as an investor, we're kind of stuck with the initial bias. So you know I think you know rationally the fact that market is valuing at one hundred and three dollars yeah. and you're valuing it at what twenty dollars. What are, what's market missing and what are you missing? Yeah. So you know, so there's there is a, there's a lot of assumption differential, and I think since they put twenty dollars, they've expanded into many many markets. So right. you know, you can discount those markets, um, or you can give it credit. And I think the true value perhaps is somewhere in between. Okay. Without new markets. Yeah, yeah, because it's almost looking a bit foolish that target mm. at the moment. That's right. I think. Yeah. Uh, yes, and there's there's obviously a little bit of. Uh, machinations going on in the back end as well um, and so you, you've got to be a little bit careful when brokers or, or investment banks put out uh, research notes they're looking for a corporate fee there's some other things right. that are going on in the back end as well that potentially you might not see in the front end which is, is as the investor and they can't then just go ahead and put a slap a buy on it with a $150 price target on it or right. $130 price target. Right. they'd just be laughed out of the room. Right. So you'd have to upgrade slowly and, and you'd have to tick it up and it's just, okay. it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. I understand where UBS is coming from though. Really, there's not much profit or revenue coming, you know, not revenue, profit yeah. coming through the door. Yeah. So 
they're probably justified in that evaluation, but it's just the market and it is a juggernaut and it's yeah. just doing very, very and well. And I think what they did with Westpac is actually incredibly oh, amazing. I know. Yeah. We can take it to another forum, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, yeah. look at N Financial, yeah. you know, they Agreed. have become the ecosystem. This is what Afterpay is trying to do, create the ecosystem yeah. and keep the customer within this ecosystem. Yeah. You offer safe, uh, deposits, you offer different things and the banks, what are they doing? They go, what, you know what, let's join them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's actually a much more significant announcement. And the, and the background deal that they would have said with Afterpay, then they said you can't have zip in the in the book and then yeah, Westpac then right, all of a sudden sells that makes 366 million and then walks away from they it. They have to yeah. pay that settlement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's and right. then Rob Sims from the ACCC comes out <laughs> and saying all of the banks are now <laughs> buying the fintechs which yes. is yeah. reducing that's competition again. <laughs> What's the point? Right. Uh, but you can't blame founders for getting out when someone no. comes with a big pot of money for Agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I Yep, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get through yeah. the 10 stocks. Isn't this is a roaring start to a Friday's the call. It's fabulous. Um, all right. Um, Adam Adairs. Mm. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor wants a, a view on Adairs, the, uh, the retailer uh, specialising in homewares and, and Manchester. Has gone great guns during COVID. Has got got into the digital space enormously yeah, yeah, so and also benefited a lot from JobKeeper. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you've seen Adairs and, and a lot of these other businesses um, uh, working in that sort of strong online presence and really yeah. starting to grow that business. Um, I still think that these they have some longer growth opportunities going forward. And certainly with Corona, it really has changed the way they have done it. I think you've got to look at Adairs and a lot of the, some of these businesses on uh, consumer numbers or consumer spend and consumer or retail spending did cert certainly slow uh, right. through the month of August. It slowed down to 7% compared to around about 12% in July. But if you take out Victoria, then it was certainly uh, that those numbers were a little bit higher as well. So um, I think, you know, this is a good business. It's one that's really not excited me a lot. Um, I, I, I um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I struggle with this one. Um, What's the name? There? What's the other furniture business? Um, Nick Scarley. That's my yeah. pick right. in this space. It's a right. better business and it has better margins. Adairs for me is a little bit ho-hum. Okay. So it's a no from yeah. me, but it's all about that consumer spending number or yeah. consumer growth number. And uh, if that's moving in the right direction, then Adairs should do well on okay. the back of that. Yeah, so those furniture retailers, um, it's a hold from me. Um, it has done quite well looking at share price. But for the furniture retailers, you really want to buy them at a certain point of cycle. So when the housing turnover started to pick up, uh, when people start buying houses, and well, what do you do once you buy the houses? You refurbish your things. So, you know, there's a flow on, and that's when you buy those things. Um, yeah. And then we started seeing that, um, you know, the, the housing turnover started picking up, actually. Listings picking up quite strongly mm. across all these uh, uh, different states. So Victoria is still coming back. Um, so these are tailwind for that sector, which means over the next uh, perhaps six to 12 months, things are looking pretty good. Right. Um, but post that, then it will become harder because then they have to cycle the strong period. So for the next six to 12 months, things look pretty good. Um, they also will benefit a little bit from that reopening theme as well because mm. the store was shut and then the like. So I think it's good for the time being, um, right. but then these are not the, something that you buy and hold. You, know, sure. you need to trade them. You've got to trade them. Mm. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, Trevor, thank you for that suggestion. Uh, Jumbo Jack wants a view on Dexus, the, uh, the real estate group that's got a portfolio across offices, industrial retail properties. It's a quality um, uh, quality portfolio of assets, mainly right. exposure to um, to the uh, to the offices. Now, uh, this was the go-to property trust mm. for offices because office 
represent very um, you know very stable sort of earning as well as um, you know high transaction value because anyone uh, globally can always buy offices just go who's the anchor tenant and this a grade yeah. you get this amount so you know historically there's been a lot of premium associated with excess offices now at the moment the problem is because of the COVID um, impact and people are now questioning the long-term assumption for offices do mm -hmm. we need that much space yeah. people will be working from home more so there's a bit of uh, um, you know transition still to go through for this company um, but no doubtly I think mm -hmm. the M&A will pick up in the property trust space mm -hmm. um, and offices will be one of the first assets um, to get that kind of attraction mm -hmm. so you know in terms of property trust we still think the retail um, shopping centers are the first one to come out of yeah. that whole COVID thing because people go back to the stores and then the offices will probably take longer for the earning certainty to return because you know even return to yeah. the office we don't know how which part of the office well, so even be reading, reading this week that what Westpac's look at subleasing nine floors mm, um, that's right it's incredible and that's the anchor tenant. Next, next door to here yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's a no from me it's a big <laughs> shifting Corporates, yep. yeah, well, right. and and also the potentially, you know, they're not looking in the CBD people or offices now. They'll potentially yeah. look further Paramount or interior in Sydney or mm. further out in the outer rings uh, to potentially house their businesses because really a business now can pretty much work on uh, a receptionist, uh, an area for IT, uh, so they can run their servers and a couple of meeting rooms and mm. potentially have you know some space for people to hot desk. So. Mm you know, where you have nine floors or these large businesses that are potentially would take two or three floors, now they might take one or half a floor and yeah. share it. Yeah. Um, that, that's putting huge pressure on Dexas. And we saw by the chart before, yeah. it really hasn't outperformed yeah. uh, going forward. And so. yeah. mind you, the counter to that is I've got a mate who, who works in a big company, they hot desk. Yep. And they're actually now after more space because they're going back to individual desks. Oh, that's right, because of the COVID. Because the of COVID. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Yeah, so you I need mean, more space, yeah. Yeah, yeah, need more space. So whether that's enough to offset the trend that uh, big corporates are saying, mm. let's cut back and, and just keep people at home and yeah. rotate them. I think definitely there's a structural pressure now to pull forward some of those structural pressure yeah. because we were moving to more flexible office space. Yeah. Um, so this is pulling that forward, but with uh, with cheap interest rate as it is globally and these are global assets so you yeah. will have global investors coming in and take out some of the premium asset we've seen it through every cycle um, yeah. and these are premium Texas does have some of the most premium mm. assets yeah. so uh, with the yielding low interest rate um, you know the M&A will pick up in this space perhaps in 12 months um, yeah. but it will pick up in the in the property okay. space all right um, Adam uh, Kemi wants a view on spark infrastructure this is basically an, an in infrastructure fund that owns electricity, poles yeah, and wires. Poles and, and wires, things yeah, like that. very much yeah. so. So yes, uh, it's a fantastic business. It's a very defensive business. So in other words, it will still continue to do well uh, over time. Um, I think their strategy is to deliver some growth plus some yield, and I'm really liking that kind of story uh, going forward. So it's a yes for me because I like that regulated asset. And if you're a fund manager or a very, you know, not so maybe Jumbo is a little bit more nimble, but there's a lot of funds out there that like that certainty of earnings over yep. the next 20 to 30 to 40 years. Yep. Uh, they will buy this stock all day long for that certainty of those earnings. And so that yeah. should be a, a, a standard part of a portfolio for that infrastructure and, a, and energy generation side of the business. All right.
Um, no, my portfolio does have some. Oh, uh, there you go. Have some there defensive, you go. No, I didn't say this one, uh -huh. but does have some <laughs> dis defensive, uh, defensive things because every portfolio needs some dividend, Agreed. some defensive, some growth, and yeah. some you know cyclical names. Yeah. So, um, but I prefer at the moment, uh, in, you know, in terms of uh, generating just a bit more return, uh, is Transurban because mm. it gives me mm. a bit of that reopening theme. It's large, it's this, and yeah. but look, we you know there's a lot of demand for them to partner uh, globally to uh, continue to expand and grow and they can deliver just above um, you know uh, a few percent um, in terms of dividend yield very defensive yeah. and then now with Melbourne coming out we should see that re nice recovery and the share price should deliver yeah. that just that little bit more growth at this point is infratil an option as well I don't know much about that one. <laughs> yeah me too yeah, yeah. I don't know it's sort of that's a New Zealand is yeah, it more yeah. New Zealand yeah, based? yeah, yeah, well, yeah. New yeah. Zealand infrastructure it, it actually um, went into the calls portfolio yesterday. Carla. What's the code? Uh, Is that the one bidding for some uh, yes. assets as yes. well? Bidding for those radiology assets? IFT. IFT. Oh, um, right. And they're saying, they were saying it's like a uh, an infrastructure uh, business that has a private equity bent to it, thinking uh, towards give a it. Bit it's, more growth. it's aggressive. Yeah, aggressive uh, In terms of, uh, of infrastructure. Yeah, and 3 uh, 3.7 billion market cap. Looks okay, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah looking and, all right. Um, they were, uh, particularly Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor was saying, they, they, they look at these infrastructure funds exactly mm. what you're saying, Jumbay. Mm. It become, you've got to have something. Yeah, you've got to have a little bit, bit more growth. Um, yeah. But how, what did Gaurav say? He just said, how do you stop it? How do you get a non-boring <laughs> infrastructure stock? Yeah. Uh, and they pointed this out, which was uh, it was uh, a, view, uh, a viewer that suggested it. And uh, I think any stock infrastructure like earning, which is defensive, and you can deliver a little bit extra growth, then mm. it will be highly sought after. Right. Because the growth is just hard, and then yield and defensiveness mm. in this world, I think, mm. will be rewarded. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Um, Let's recap the uh, the first five stocks plus stock of the day. Uh, Blue Scope Skill, uh, Blue Scope Steel, yes, uh, from Adam and Jumbay. Global uh, Cybersecurity uh, ETF, a yes from Jumbay, uh, only because it's too hard to invest in individual stocks, and this is where an ETF could come into a no from Adam. Uh, CSL, uh, a yes from Adam. Anytime it gets under three hundred dollars. Um, a hold from Jubei, she prefers uh, Cochlear, ResMed instead, and Sonic, I mm. think you said as well, are better options in that, that health tech, if you like, uh, area. Uh, Adair's a hold from Jumbay, a no from Adam, he'd prefer Nick Scarley in, in this area. Uh, a no from both for, with Dexas. And Spark, Adam likes Spark, Jumbay would prefer Transurban in this infrastructure space. Um, here on the call, um, we of course have our own portfolio since we've been tracking since July 1. Any stock uh, that gets a yes from both our experts goes into it. Let's see how we're going at the moment. Up 0.6% for the week, 8.5% for the month and 18.5% um, return since the 1st of July. Um, if we take a look at some of the stocks that were recently added, uh, LaVisa, Infratil, as I said, Ordinate, Hanson Technologies and Rio. Uh, some of the stocks recently taken out, Amcor and CleanAway. If you want to take a look at the entire portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. We'll keep following it. 
Uh, a reminder of our daily newsletter, um, the CIB, Close of Business, covers all the stuff that's happened on the markets and in business during the day and startups. And Nadine and Scuddy bring it to you in newsletter or podcast form. Uh, to subscribe, go to osbiz.co slash join. It's in your inbox at 5.30 every afternoon. And um, let's take a look at uh, coming up on uh, the last call. Uh, you know what we do here at Osbiz when the cameras stop rolling? We talk about markets. And a little bit of sport. But mostly markets. Because we love finance and we think it's fun. So every Friday, we're keeping the cameras on and we'd love you to join us for a drink and chat. We'll catch up with all the Ospers regular guests and the odd special guests as well. Yes, we speak to some of Australia's best winemakers, brewers and distillers. It's The Last Call, only on Ospers. The Last Call is proudly presented by Australian Vintage Wines and Founders First. Yep, hey, it's the end of the week. That's what we do. We have a drink and gossip about what's been happening during the week and we have a lot of guests come in and uh, um, we'll certainly talk about a door this afternoon on uh, on the Absolutely. last call as well. It's a lot of fun. Dorsey, you've been on it a few times. I have. You? I enjoyed yeah, it. Some of the craft, craft, craft beers, beers uh, and a nice few, gin. few gins. Yeah, Jumbo, you've got to join us one, one Friday afternoon. It feels very dangerous afternoon. with a yeah. glass of wine in front of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I was very relaxed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Exactly. That's our modus operandi. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, get back into the stocks that you want us to take a look at our, our next five stocks. And Jumbay, Luke wants a view on Monodelphus, one of our, our biggest engineering uh, groups and services, really um, uh, focused in on that resources energy area, isn't it? Yeah. Look, I so that one's a no for me. And... Um, uh, it's a good business. Uh, they did well over the years, but it's just pretty expensive relative to the other mining services space. Right. Um, and where they are in that construction area, it's actually really, really competitive. Mm -hmm. So um, the margin, it will be difficult to sustain going forward, even though they're ex uh, exposed to the iron ore sort of, um, you know, space. Um, but then relatively, you can just buy, you know, NRW at half the price, uh, right. or you can buy Seven Group, uh, which has give you exposure to a few other things. So, um, yeah, I much prefer the others. Right, okay. Mm -hmm sort yeah. of uh, prefer seven group to... Yeah, so Monodel was definitely underperforming. You can see that. And yeah. I think the index for uh, the uh, engineering contractors is underperformed by around about 26% uh, compared to the ASX index. So it really hasn't really recovered as much. Um, I think as history as a guide, and as I sort of did some work on this one before I came into the show, that the history has said that some of these contractors since SARS um, did outperform or had the ability to outperform back in 2003. Oh. So potentially there could be some more money coming back in. So if you are in this one, it's a hold from me. I, I think that if you stick with this one, you could do well. My preference is Worley in this space, and mm, I like that okay. for the oil and gas engineering because we obviously think oil is probably under uh, undervalued here at the moment. But certainly uh, Monodelphus mm. is a very, very good business and has done uh, exceptionally well in times of when commodity prices are going well. And certainly commodity prices are still moving in the right direction. Um, so yeah, it's a hold for me. I wouldn't be selling this out of the portfolio if you've got it. 
but it has underperformed. So there is potentially potentially some value in this okay. one at, the, right. at these levels. Okay, that's been left behind. Yeah. yeah, I think what's interesting is that the whole mining services hasn't done well. But if we're looking back in history, um, they they will their earnings will come following mm. a period of strong commodity prices. Yep. Um, with both of the, with most of them though exposed to that iron ore, um, looking at where the iron ore price is, that activity is going to pick up. So it's just a matter of time before the mining services will go through a phase where um, you know they look too cheap relative to the miners. Really. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. <coughs> and and you're looking feeling more positive about oil at the moment. Yeah, you? very much so. The whole oil market. Yeah, like you know, oil at <coughs> forty bucks uh, a barrel, where it ever, wherever it is around that sort of area. Um, Traditionally, it should trade 50, 60, mm. 70, like, you know, $80 even. Um, so, you know, when global growth starts to happen again, and right. we're starting to see some green shoots of global growth starting to happen, when the planes get back in the air, when, you know, I mean, everyone's in their cars because no one's catching public transport at the moment. But again, Melbourne, aren't, you know, and not Melbourne's not going to do anything to the oil price, but I think oil price is undervalued. And so Woodside is definitely a fantastic stock for that uh, uh, not for the oil mm. price recovery, but for balance sheet. Santos is a better, or oil surge is a better one for that oil price recovery. But certainly, yeah, I, I feel mm. that the oil price will definitely move north um, once the world gets back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Are you I'm getting a, more positive about oil. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the last, uh, probably last eight months, I try and go in and out of the oil because I, I keep thinking the market will start phasing mm. in the higher oil prices. So the oil equity, even the oil price has come back from that negative price. Um, but the oil um, equity um, they sort of stagnated um, yeah. simply because you know there's a bit of uncertainty or reopening I do think they will do better but the way I would play is I'll use a bit more I play in the more leveraged names so right. the oil search the centos are we going to beach with slightly beach, smaller sure. names yeah. um, you know the seven groups give you a bit of exposure to the beach as yeah. well so yeah. I'll play in those names um, right. uh, but I do think it over the next six to okay. twelve months all right um, Adam Jackie wants a view on uh, Tyro payments the, yeah. um, the business payments um, with uh, they basically do um, merchant machines, don't they? Correct. To small business and the like. So yeah, they're they're the in between when you tap your card yeah. to the bank getting their payment. They're the in between person or company that sits in between that and and provides the machines and things like that. So it's a payment solutions business to merchants and to businesses. I really like this business. I think it's a fantastic business. We're not using cash anymore. Um, we we are basically going uh, into happened and obviously COVID accelerated that mm. to a large degree as well. I think the older style client struggles with that cash kind of uh, not having that cash and the ability to be there. But um, really, I think at the end of the day, um, uh, Tyro is a fantastic business. I think they did a tie up with Bendigo they did. Bank right. the yeah, other day. And I yeah. think that's something that's, you know, is going to do really well, one for Bendigo, but also then for Tyro as well. And I think they'll try and keep rolling those kinds of deals out mm. moving forward. Um, the the mm. thing that will uh, slow this thing down is something like an Apple Pay or a Google Pay. Those right. kinds of things will sort of slow this thing down. But a fantastic business um, and we're, we're, we're getting rid of cash and you know, I don't even know, you know, I don't know, I don't think I carry cash in my wallet anymore. Yep. So Tyro is a fantastic business for that. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's a yes this for price. me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yes for back. me. I like it. It's, a, it's absolutely a buy from, from me. Um, so there's a few angles. First of all, there's a reopening play here because they normally sell to, uh, it's a cafe and restaurants who use yeah, all it. Really things. small business. That's a small business, yep. SMEs. And uh, these are the businesses that had to shut down. Yeah. And uh, even if they open, the volume takes time to return. And we're already seeing that volume coming back in a big way, very quickly. As we reopen and Victoria put a 
bit of a slowdown to it, but now it's reopening again. So that is a reopening play. You see that earnings jump, but it was growing at 40, 50 percent. It went down to negative. Now it's back up. Mm -hmm. um, so it will catch up very quick. So put that aside. Uh, the business itself, it was the fifth largest. Well, it, yeah, it was the fifth largest merchant acquirer, which is, uh, you know, that providing mm -hmm. that that machine to help the SME to um, to to to, uh, to do the daily business. Um, and now that it has, has signed a deal with Bendigo, uh, it's almost saying that, um, that the bank is indicating, like with Westpac and Afterpay, indicating, you know what, it's too hard for us to do this. Why don't we sign up with you? You help roll out all our terminal uh, with your machine and your software and everything. Yep. We get a cut. It's So this one deal is 15%, 15 to 20% uplift to the earnings, yep. to Tyro's earnings uh, in next year. Mm -hmm. And there are so many mm -hmm. other potential deals that can be signed that way. Right. Um, gaining scale will be very, very rapid for this business. So, so, you know, the investors sort of missed it. So I think over time they will see how significant, um, okay. you know, how quickly they can build the scale. Because the negative on this that a lot of people say is, hey, when the banks start to think, mm. all right, we can make some margins in small business. We have the big end of town. We run the accounts of the banks, mm. uh, of the small businesses anyhow. Why don't we just get into that market ourselves? And then you get a margin squeeze and more competition. So this is actually what fair? used to happen. That's right. This yeah. is what used to happen. ACCC doesn't like it. Um, ah, and Tyro yeah. is what actually disrupted it. And it is the small yeah. business that they sometimes, because they're getting loan from the bank, and the bank said, you have to use our mm. terminal oh. or our system. That's but right. now the ACCC has said that you, you got can't. to separate that. Yeah. Um, so, so they, that's why they, they in fact, have the moat is the regulator for them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And that's transparency. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm. All right. Uh, there you go, Jackie. A good analysis there on uh, Tyro. Uh, Jumbo Harry wants a view on MNF Group, which is uh, um, a data provider, voice provider, um, basically um, um, uh, an, inter an internet business, isn't mm. it? For residential and business in government. That's right. Look, uh, we got excited for a little while. Um, it's, uh, so it's my nephew. Uh, we got excited for a little while when uh, when COVID first hit because yeah. these guys have a small division of the, a small part of this business is leveraged to the usage of Zoom. So imagine yeah. how many Zoom we had yeah. and they provide that telephone. So if you don't click on the link using web, but dial the number for oh, the yeah, Zoom, yeah. they get a clip. So every time you oh, dial the number, they get a clip. That. That's right. So when mm. when COVID happened in March and um, um, April and May, we thought this business would do phenomenally well. Yeah. Imagine how mm. many calls and things. Yeah. Um, so, but then when it turned out, that's part of the business is way too small to make a difference. So um, I think the rest business, rest of the business is okay, but they operate in that very commoditized sort of. Um, competitive space so um, so to me it's a no um, and then that zoom uh, if anything from here on perhaps will taper off yeah. well, at least comparing to this period I must admit I've, I see the dial-in mm. and never use it because I think if you're on a video call I actually try to use it, you know, one click mobile thing. It doesn't work very well. Oh, well that's so, a problem too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I've used it only when the, the Zoom link doesn't work. Yeah. Then I dial in and, and yep. do it that way. But yeah, um, it, that's an interesting one. I didn't know that opportunity no. uh, existed. And certainly uh, cloud communications is going through a huge mm, boom at the moment. And, and certainly Zoom seeing the amount of people. And I think I was on four Zooms yesterday and about six Zooms the yep. other day. Like it was just <clears> ridiculous, like yep. the amount of times that I've been in there. And, and I guess that uh, it, I guess that separates uh, MNF or MyNetPhone from 
it's, it's a differentiator mm. between some of the other <coughs> sort of uh, SaaS or cloud-based or voice IP network uh, providers. Um, it did pay a little bit of a dividend this year, so you know, and both halves. So you look, there's a little bit of cash coming through, and their EBITDA numbers around 38 million isn't too bad, with um, net profit around 16.6. So strong balance sheet, mm. those kinds of things, but it doesn't excite me. Right. Okay. So it's, it's All right, I know. Yeah. Uh, what about Australian Finance Group? Does that excite you from Simone, the big mortgage broking group? White, white, white label. Why do we always have this? I, I don't understand. <laughs> it. It's like this sort of the fourth time in the last couple of oh, months. Oh, really? Yeah, like oh, I, I don't understand. Um, I keep forgetting. No, uh, well, you've got them all <laughs> in your every book Every day, there. yeah. I tell you, you should print that book. Yeah. Not, not that I can understand any of your writing <laughs> no, in there. No, no. But, um, he just yeah. wants to see if you're consistent. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's on the tape. <laughs> um, look, you know, AFG, it, it, it's a good business. I mean, you've got mortgage choice. You've got a couple of uh, yes. providers in this space doing the exact same thing. And certainly, um, you know, the bank's obviously in there as well. Um, I just, yeah, mortgages moving in the right direction. Home financing moving in the right direction. Um, you know, APRA turning around and saying that the, the banks don't need to have so much regulation, making it yep. a bit easier. Those kinds of things all should play into these kinds of businesses. But really, it's all about the loan book and how they're using that loan book. Um, and it just doesn't really excite me, this business. Um, it did have a little bit of a, a tumble from that sort of 220 mark, 240 mark, and yep. came back down. I think there's probably some value around that $2 mark. So like if you're a trader, you'd pick it up at sort of $2 you can get, you can, and it might start working in a bit of a trading range from $2, $2 to $2.40. So there might be some profitability in there. But as a business, it, mm. yeah, um, look, there's probably more exciting or you just buy one of the banks. So yeah, it, yeah it's, it's a hold from me yep. as such. Yeah, more or less the same. It's, it's not, that, not that very exciting. Look, again, it's a leverage to the housing turnover. When you start having people uh, start borrowing more um, more money and then buying houses, clearly you'll be using more of their services. So potentially it will do better. But in that scenario, the banks probably will start increasing credit growth. Um, yep. So, you know, and you can, there's so many other businesses you can buy. Yep. You can buy domain, you can buy all these businesses will do well in that yep. environment. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Simone wants, uh, no, sorry, uh, Simone was on Australian Finance Group. Uh, Peter wants a view on zero. Now you're talking uh, about a business. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Let's talk about that one. The, um, uh, the accounting software platform, mainly for small to medium-sized businesses, came out of New Zealand, of course. Uh, some of the experts that we've had on the call before have said, if technology comes out of New Zealand, you've got to look at it because they've got a great track record mm -hmm. in producing tech companies. Yeah. Uh, zero? Zero is almost like the bottom draw for tech companies. Um, it right. just seems that way. That what, more than technology uh, one? Yeah. Oh, technology one. Look, I am a little bit sceptical with the technology one. Right, okay. Um, and uh, I hope it's not in the portfolio. No. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let, let's get there later. Uh, <laughs> Are you supporting? Oh, I know. I'm ready to go on this one. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, going to yeah. let your mate talk. Technology oh, one. Like, zero. I, I <clears> look, it, it's a hold for me at this point. I, I love this company right. and I, it's, it's done so well. And uh, look, uh, the, the, it started rallying very hard when the, the budget came out, you know, mm. there's a bit more support for the SMEs and clearly that's where the uh, you know, target audience yeah. is. And I think um, they become so entrenched in the existing markets and then UK doing well and US possibly uh, growing all these market shares. So I think long-term growth is very strong, but tactically um, 
you can take some profit because it's done yeah. incredibly well, uh, even relative to some of the tech names. Um, uh, but if you want to hold it for you know five ten years, I think this um, this this company. Look at that five year chart. Look at that. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. And what's great is that you know there's a addressable total addressable market is enormous because UK yeah. they're demonstrating they could do the same thing now, yeah. and then US, and US still very early stage. Yeah. So that chart will continue to look like that um, over the next five, 10 years. Okay, um, it's uh, made its first profit this year, mm. didn't it? So it's Not put a lot, a lot into resources. <laughs> yeah. Good executive team, yes. founder still there, Steve Amos uh, yep. running it. Um, so I think this one came out of the portfolio. Yes, it did. Did it get back in uh, on the next no, run up? No, because mm. it was to take profits. Oh, right, so we've just missed out on 10, 10 or 12% upside yeah. on that. Huh? <laughs> I think you can go on record that I was like, well, I think we both said, who sold it at $98 yeah, or $96? Right, yeah. <laughs> Look, I think this, fan, this is a beautiful business and it has a beautiful model, um, albeit that has a little bit of a downgrade uh, coming. But re remember, this was the first tech exposure in the top 100, ASX top 100, yeah. uh, when it moved across <clears throat> from New Zealand Right. Two years ago, three oh, years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, so right. it moved over from New Zealand. It was $30 when it moved over from New Zealand. It went into the top 100 yeah. and uh, it was a fantastic business then and still is a fantastic business now because mm. obviously once it moved out of New Zealand and out, off that index, it mm. now then started to get fund managers and everybody yeah. else starting to look at it. And, mm. and, and, a, and a, a smaller fish in a bigger pond, it's really started to grow. So it's, it's one of my uh, preferred large cap tech exposures in the business as at well the, as at this price yeah i'm going to say yes i'm going to say yeah y y this thing has the runway to continue to the growth going forward because of everything that you just said good management yeah. and those kinds of things but it's really about if you're looking at any SaaS business it's all about the custom acquisition yeah. cost and it's about the long-term value or the ltv mm. and there is always an inflection point when the cac and the ltv cross mm. and that's when mm. the, every new customer that comes mm. onto the book means that there's just pure profit going forward. Right. And this business has really, like you said, <coughs> just made that profitability. So it has crossed over now and it is starting to make some mm. really good money. Plus then the UK, plus then the US. Uh, I, I look, you know, potentially look, the valuation looks a little bit stretched up here at the moment. Yeah. But you'll watch the market upgrade and continue to upgrade as the numbers start to come yeah. through because you'll start to see the US start to firing. You'll see the UK firing in Europe and all those kinds of things. So. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't, can't help, with it. I, I know, I've known Steve Vamos for years, not well, but our kids went to the same primary school and all that sort of stuff right. as you do. So even back to his IBM days, which was pre-Apple and pre-Microsoft yeah. and pre-Telstra. And I can't help but think that with all these fintechs around trying to get into the small business market, zero mm. could be turned into the best fintech mm. because if they do all their books, to lend them money, it um, could be a platform. Could be right. massive mm. as yeah, an extension of it, and mm. uh, he thinks like that as a, wow. a business leader. So, because mm. you know how, how you get all these fintechs saying we're targeting small business customers and we're going to give That's them a better the deal. That's where the margin is. Yeah. Well, gee, if you if they you're doing it, their books for them. But you've uh, got an in already on mm. the, on the platform. But once you're in, 
you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I use it zero for my company. Oh, and we use it here. Correct. Yeah. Right. So like everyone's using it. Yeah. Um, but once you're in, and once you're in the ecosystem, mm. it's really difficult yeah. to leave. Yeah. That's it's the impossible. thing. I think that a lot of those fintech become very intelligent. So once you get in, and then you build that customer loyalty, oh, and yeah. then you're offering more service. Even we're talking about Tyro before. Mm. You 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 get in. You you do that transaction. But you know what? They started offering loans. They started yeah. doing right. all these other things yeah. where you can add to the platform. Absolutely. Uh, Tyro will be doing Zip as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, as a small business, you apply for a loan with the bank, mm. they say, give us your MIOB or zero yeah. logins mm. Mm. so we can send our algorithm into your books mm. to find out whether you're eligible and that's right, you're, you're right. profitable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you rate credit wise and stuff like that? No, it's it, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great business. business, and you know that hundred dollar market sort of hung around there for a little bit, did some work around there, yeah. it fell back. Now it came back, and then it's just now started to see some more blue sky. Okay. One hundred and thirteen dollars. I still feel that, you know, yeah, there, there's still more growth to go. So it's it's a fantastic business. Right. I really so you wish we for under a hundred dollars. You're, you're gonna. We're, we're not gonna, gonna put I'm it back in. It's in my portfolio. Right. And, okay. uh, <laughs> but whether I'm rushing out and buying it today, probably no. not. But I'm yeah. happy to for okay. that to be in my portfolio for the. All right. Okay. Let's quickly uh, recap uh, our last five stocks and then get an Adore update. Uh, we've got to do that. We started the show, yeah, <laughs> show with it. Hang on, Monodelphus, uh, a hold from uh, uh, from Adam. I know from Jilbay, she prefers uh, Seven Group. Adam would prefer Wally in that space. Tyro Payments, a yes from both. MNF, a no. Uh, Australian Finance Group, uh, a hold from both. And Zero, a hold from Jilbay. She's already got it in her portfolio. And a yes from Adam. So based on that, uh, Blue Scope goes into the um, uh, into the calls portfolio. The Global Cyber Security ETF comes out, um, and also going in is Tyro Payments. Who else? Do we have anyone else in the portfolio? Oh, Spark Infrastructure was already in the portfolio. It's come out. Uh, Adam likes Spark, but uh, Jumbe doesn't prefers <laughs> Transurban. So. Uh, uh, recap, Ingo's uh, Blue Scope and Tyro, out comes the uh, Global Cyber Security ETF and Spark. All right. Adore, Adore. what's it doing now? Currently $6.95, oh. so open at $7.40 <laughs> uh, and has had a low of $6.85. So coming back a little bit. So is that below the issue price now? No, $6.75 was the okay. issue price, yeah, so it's still holding this. there. Uh, 3.2 million shares traded in the first 53 minutes. I think minutes. day one does represent opportunity a lot of time because there's yeah. a lot of turnover. There's a lot, some investors in there for a short flick, you know, yeah. so they will they make their profit and they sell it. Yeah. Um, and How that's could win. people be in there for a short flick? I can't flick. imagine that, yeah. You know, quality business that uh, you've got to at least to hold on for a few days. Um, but uh, look, and plus today is a bit of a weaker day. And, you know, as we talked to before, okay, Temple yeah. Webster and everything gave a bit of a damper effect. But I have no doubt. They're so. also doing something really tricky with Adora is that they're doing a deferred settlement basis. So basically, um, you don't get your stock or it's not settling until Monday. Mm. So um, you can still settle or you can still sell your stock. In effect, you're shorting it if you are selling it because you actually don't have it on your HIN because it's on a deferred settlement basis. So it's a little bit tricky to try and stop a lot of that Right. Stag kind mm, of right. movement, but for private investors like us who didn't get in on the float, yes, that presents an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, it's a really good business, so people should definitely have a look okay. at it. All right, Adam, good to see you, Jumbo. Have a Great good weekend. Thank yes. you. See you soon.
Uh, that's our show for today. If you'd like any stocks for us to cover on the call, uh, send us an email at the call at ausbiz.com.au via Twitter using the at ausbiztv handle. Uh, a reminder, if you want to take a look at all the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And uh, the Startup Daily Show coming up the, uh, this afternoon. Every day the team brings you companies seeking capital and all the latest in the startup sector. Today um, has Antler just released a new blessing of future unicorns. The uh, Australian Managing Director, Bede Moore, will take us through the 16 new startups they've invested in ahead of their demo day. Uh, that is coming up on Startup Daily between 2 and 3 p.m. A lot happening left in the afternoon. Prosby's, don't forget the last call from four o'clock. Join us for a drink and a bit of a gossip on what's going on on the markets and in the business community. Enjoy the rest of your day. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.